Welcome to Back Office The Boardroom. I am so pumped to be joined by Darius Shaw of Procore, a competitive intelligence leader in the space, to talk a little bit more about how he has transformed from a solutions engineer to a competitive intelligence lead. And most importantly, how he was able to leverage his athletic competitive background to really stick it to the competition each and every time, and some fun stories and laughs that we have along the way. Welcome, welcome everybody to our second episode of Back Office to Boardroom. I am so thrilled and honored to be uh, joined today by our special guest, uh, Darius Shaw. Darius, you want to introduce yourself real quick, um, and then I'll hype you up right after. Sure, absolutely. Uh, My name is Darius Shaw. I'm the Competitive and Market Intelligence Manager uh, for Procore. I've been at Procore for a little bit over four years now and in the competitive space for the last two. And a little bit about Darius that everybody should know. I've been a big fan of Darius in this space for many years. He has a very interesting non-traditional CI background where he actually is coming from sales engineering, right? So from that technical demo focused world, and he made that transition. And I love SEs who become CI experts because they just bring that wealth of product knowledge. And then on a fun note, Darius is also a athlete and we started off the podcast with him drinking his like two gallon bucket of water, (laughs) which is absolutely amazing. He's crushing it each and every day. Um, But a fun fact about Darius that I thought to start off the conversation with is Darius, tell us about your love of puzzles and maybe how it symbolizes your career and perspective of competitive at Procore. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a massive nerd for most everything, but specifically about solving problems. And as a kid growing up, always loved uh, to solve problems like puzzles, uh, putting things together, just looking at the box and figuring out what does the entire board really look like. Um, It's something that has translated really naturally into what I do within uh, competitive intelligence because the goal is to put the pieces together to make a, a larger picture here. And it doesn't always seem like we have a good understanding of what that picture looks like, but we want to trust that the direction that we're going into is really um, the end result that we want. So it's a thing that um, I've been doing my entire life, and now I get to do it professionally, which is always a lot of fun. What's better than that? We'll just call you professional puzzle puzzle solver or puzzler, whatever you prefer. Yeah. So speaking of um, professionally, Darius, I kind of, you know, shared with everybody your journey from solution engineer. What made you? you want to make a change or, or an evolution in your career to jump into CI? And how did you feel about that coming from a different background? Sure. And oddly enough, this is going to sound weird, but I'd never really thought of CI as the direction that I wanted it to go into. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much of my career was geared towards understanding the product, uh, understanding our industry and our customers and the, the problems that they were looking to be able to solve. And really what I wanted to do in my career was have a greater impact in our ability to reach our customers and solve those problems to help them get to the direction that they want to go. And CI kind of naturally fell along with that because it gives us an opportunity to, to really be a crossroads between product knowledge, industry knowledge, our customer knowledge, and solving problems on a higher scale. Uh, it, it's an opportunity for me to drive impact within the, within the business and also within the industry. Absolutely. Well, you sound like you've been doing it for decades, Darius, seriously. And I agree. I think CI is this hub and spoke model, right? Where the where you can kind of source clean and, and digest that information and then package it up for your right um, audience. Definitely. So at Procore, what does success look like for you? And what has been any career highs uh, in your journey so far that you think the listeners should know about or learn from you about? So interestingly enough, 
when it comes to success in CI for Procore, the, the first thing that I always want to consider is the things that we're putting out, the battle cards, the trainings, the analysis that we're putting together, is it useful for our constituency, our customers, our first customers being the, the sales team that we work with? Because more often than not, uh, the team that's utilizing a lot of that we put together are going to be our, our, our sales development reps, our, our account executives, and our solutions engineers. So if the things that we're creating aren't useful for them, then it doesn't matter how much information that we have. So success for me, first and foremost, is making sure that the sales team is supported, uh, that they understand how to compete in every landscape against every competitor as much as possible. And more importantly, talking about our product and ourselves with enough confidence that they feel like they can sell against uh, sell the solution in, in any marketplace. So uh, my first goal when I took over this role was really to change the tone and the complexion of how we thought about ourselves within the marketplace and how we sold our product. Uh, we tend to over-index within CI thinking that competitive intelligence is what we know about our competitors and what our competitors are building, what our competitors are buying. And that's a, a nice component of it. But most importantly, it's our ability to talk about ourselves and be confident in the product positioning, pricing, and the people strategy that we employ uh, to be able to, uh, to really uh, sell our own product. Absolutely. You nailed so many critical, critical pieces there that every PMM, every CI professional, every even competitive focused SC or seller should be aware of. And there's been this term kicking around in the market called the the competitive confidence score, right? Like what what does that mean mm-hmm. for a seller, right? And it sounds like you're ultra focused on that. Um, tell me about any like early wins or stories or, or lessons learned through that experience, especially as somebody who's been in that seat before. Oh man, there there are a bunch of them. Uh, mostly because when you don't have a traditional background or experience in CI, everything seems like wide open space. Uh, so one of the the first early wins uh, that that we had was really getting everybody to be bought in to the belief that we have won a great product and that the product itself can compete in most every single uh, geography and every market that we're in. So our big wins were really getting our, our, all of our constituents to feel really empowered to use competitive intelligence, to go into our Slack channel, to read our newsletters, to interact with us and let us know what they're seeing from the field and letting us know, you know what things are, are actually being successful. One of the, the big faults that we ran into is that we tend to, across the industry, we tend to whisper our wins, but put our losses on a loudspeaker. And what I mean by that is that when things aren't going very well, it becomes a panic button and everybody screams it out loud as much as humanly possible without giving that same type of energy and dedication towards saying, hey, what's actually working? So the biggest win that I can say to this point was making it it such that competitive intelligence didn't seem like a nebulous part of the business, but to an essential part of the process. Uh, so we're getting not only the, the the feedback of where we need to improve, but the things that are being the most successful and, and getting that, that validation that you're going in the right direction is probably the most cathartic thing that I can get out of my day. Love that. That that perfect word cathartic, right? It's the process. It's going into the trenches, fighting alongside all the, you know, the lame war analogies, but you know what I mean, fighting alongside, doing the good work. <laughs> and um, and being able to become smarter and better and more diligent with your wins and your losses. Yeah. If I'm understanding you correctly, it sounds like you um, you maybe work in, in the world of win-loss a little bit. Does win-loss fall under your, your purview and any tips or lessons learned from the world of win-loss? Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like win-loss is probably the the most impactful data points that we have and the process that we have so much so that the, the win-loss program gives you a nice window into understanding what your prospective customers and your existing customers feel about 
how you're positioning your product, your pricing model, your product strategy, and also the people, the the part of your your sales process. That gives you a chance to say that, you know, we, we spend so much of our time creating this idea of what works out in the field and then throwing it over the fence and assuming that it worked based on numbers that we see on a dashboard. Right. What our customers are allowing us to see in the win-loss is be able to say, hey, that thing that you put out, that was actually really, really impactful, but it doesn't feel like you fundamentally understand the problem that we're having. This is where, where you should improve or the things that you should work on in the future. That type of feedback is real time and it's something that we can hold on to and it allows us to basically pressure chat, uh, pressure test uh, everything that we're developing. So I'm a huge proponent of win-loss. I'm a huge proponent of talking to customers. If your, your job in CI isn't surrounded by talking to your existing customers or your prospects, then I feel like you're missing on a whole lot of opportunity there. 100%. I think we're speaking the same exact language, drinking the same water. Uh, fun fact to all the listeners, Darius and I both do not drink coffee um, because we're already just so hyped up on life and compete and win loss. And Darius, I love what you said about, you know, talking with customers and using that as almost an incubation and a test area for validating your plays, what you know, what you don't know. Um, Do you have any stories or even lessons learned about going external facing to customers? I know for you, it's a a muscle that you've already been flexing as a solution engineer, but how has that played out for you in CI? Yeah, it, it's it's really important. Uh, I guess one of the, the the most interesting parts of the win loss is that we carry some assumptions about um, the way that we're talking about our product or the way we price out our product, and we think that <clears throat> the easiest way to fix a problem that we have is something like lower the price, just for example, or create this brand new button or this new feature and function. And then we go and ask our actual customers who are going through the process of buying and who've looked at our marketing material and who've used our solutions. Like, if I did this thing, if I pull this lever, would it give you what you felt like you needed to buy our solution? And a lot of the time we get, no. What what we really need is maybe this function or we need you to come and see us and go on an onsite trip and to really understand our business. Those things allow us to consider that our customers might have a perspective around the way that we talk about ourselves that we're blind to, that we are not prioritizing the exact same way. Uh, because at the end of the day, our customers do a great job of understanding, you know, understanding where we're trying to solve their problems. And they give up, they're more than willing to tell us, like, what are the things that we can do better to help solve those problems? Because our, our customers are indeed our partners. I just want to let that sit for a second, right? Our customers are indeed our partners. Darius has given us so much gold in the past 10 minutes. I am just so appreciative that you're here, Darius, leading the charge for Procore and in the compete industry. I feel like you should be running this podcast. Maybe next time you can drill me, we'll flip, <laughs> we'll flip the chairs. That sounds wonderful. Um, but Darius, we, we talked a little bit about you know, going external with customers and using that as, as really strong nuggets, right? Gold nuggets to potentially take to the boardroom, right? And this podcast is all about how do we go from a back office forgotten function that might not be elevated. And it sounds like you were the person that took it out of the back office. Tell me about that journey. Yeah. So when I started at Procore, I was working in our SMB space as a solutions engineer, which means that we talk to a lot of basically transactional business. Uh, we have a chance to go see our customers and, and listen to their problems. We, we emphasize discovery and truly getting to the pain points, that of which I learned from our pre-sales collective. So shout out to James, my friends at the pre-sales collective, uh, about really understanding what it meant to, uh, to work with our customers to solve real problems. I didn't know it at the time, but that built up over 
over years of talking to customers and going into on-sites and seeing their problems that there is an opportunity there for us to really cultivate all that information that we're getting and using it to craft a strategy for how we continue to grow as a business as the market is becoming more saturated. So going from the, the back office as a, a maybe a tertiary function of one position to being a essential part of our entire strategy was the big development that I've, I feel like I've made over the last few years and it's been extremely re- rewarding. Well, I just want to give you a collective round of applause because that is the hardest job is not the what, but it's the Simon Sinek, the why and the how of how you do it. And it sounds mm-hmm. like you just brought so much class and respect and customer orientation to your job and to the compete function, which is how you'll set Procore up for success for years and decades to come. When you you know, talked about starting out in SMB, was there any moment uh, where you realized like, you know, enterprise is a whole different ballgame, right? Did you ever have any aha moments, whether internally or externally with a customer? Yeah, oddly enough, it's one of those situations where you show, you know, your, your, your best products, you show uh, things that you're really proud of. And what you get, the feedback you get from the customers were like, yep, yeah, this is amazing. This is the best thing since sliced bread. This is absolutely incredible. We love the, the value. We love the tools. So what? Yes. And the so what piece was really that that aha moment because the 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 essence of that so what or the, the the foundation behind it was we've seen a lot of things that are comparable to this maybe not nearly as good but we've seen this functionality and we see that it has existed and all the solutions what makes your company different what makes this partnership different what makes the way that you talk about your product different and those are the things that drove the idea of like how do we create a strategy around talking about ourselves not necessarily punching up or punching down on our competitors but being able to talk about the differentiation outside of feature function conversations that's really where the rubber meets the road we have lived maybe different different lives in this lifetime Darius but maybe in a different lifetime we we worked at the same company I love it uh, but to to kind of build on that when you talked about going beyond feature function how have you gone beyond feature function, right? I mean, everybody throws around words like value prop this, right? Or differentiated <laughs> customer experience that, or value prop, whatever it might be. What's your take sure. on how, whether Procore or even any tech company in the space can go beyond feature function? Yeah, man, that all starts with the nature of how we do discovery. And uh, what we tend to trap ourselves into doing a lot as salespeople or those working in tech as a whole is that we want to take our customers on an us to an us-centric destination, i.e. we want to dictate what is the prescribed path to get to an end result that we want, which is them buying our solution, instead of emphasizing the journey that our customers are going to to solve their problems. So taking them on a them-centric journey, letting them guide us to, you know, what do they actually want to solve for? What are their organizational goals? What is most impactful for them? What is, you know, what is the thing that makes them feel the most confident? What are the things that give them trepidation and fear? What makes them feel vulnerable? That level of discovery allows us to talk about ourselves and our product and our organization in a way that we're touching on what that customer actually needs opposed to what we're willing to sell them and how that thing we're, we're willing to sell them differentiates from some other company. That is a higher level of understanding your customer, understanding the industry and understanding the nature of the, the goals you're looking to solve for. There is really well said. I, I agree there, especially around deep discovery, right? Deep customer understanding is the number one way that I even personally go external on phone calls where I say, what kind of tone should I strike? It all comes back to the customer sure. who's in the room and what they want, what kind of experience they want, whether it's white gloved or an SMB deal. 
everybody has their own pain points, right? And I love what you said about the vulnerability aspect of that. It sounds like that's been really successful for you. Um, is there any other top keys for success that I might be missing here, right? We talked about deep discovery. We talked about win loss. We talked heavily about just being very customer centric. What else are we missing that you think listeners absolutely need to know about when they move from back office to boardroom? The thing that I try to keep in the front of mind as much as possible is like as much as we we talk about our competitors and we have an understanding of our competitors and and you know we study them, competitive intelligence is not about our competitors. It is about our ability to differentiate within a competitive landscape. And I can't say that enough because at the end of the day, a customer isn't going to buy your product based on how little they feel confident in someone else's. They're not going to buy your product because you have spent 40 minutes in a conversation talking about all the features and functions that your competitor doesn't have. They're not going to look at your product as, oh, I want to buy this because the other guys just stink. They're going to buy your product because they feel like you're touching on their goals, that you understand their organization and you understand uh, what it means to be a real partner. And that is not just throwing others under the bus. It's about truly understanding your your customer and understanding uh, what they want to be able to solve for. That is the, the the nature of what we do for a living. A thousand, a thousand, a thousand percent, a hundred thousand percent there. Yeah. And I think that's one of the pitfalls that the, the classic kind of first time CI person might fall into, whether you're doing CI 5% or 10% or a hundred percent of your time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's creating another, yet another matrix, right? It's doing yet another kind of flimsy battle card when in reality, it's like, <laughs> what is our place? What's our approaches to delivering that authentic, vulnerable customer experience so that they feel moved by our service and our leadership in the market? not just by the feature functions because we added a dongle or a really cool doorknob here or there or button, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, the metaphor I always use is like if you were to go compare two different pickup trucks and the question was, hey, do we know how many cup holders this pickup truck has versus the one that we have? Because that's what's going to get a customer to buy us over someone else. It's like, sure, I could tell you that. I could tell you how many cup holders they have, but is that really the reason they're going to buy? Or is it the idea of safety or, or transportation or how the, the automobile makes them feel? There's a very human element to the way that people buy and the way that they think of themselves of using a product that you also need to be touching on and talking about your own product in that same way. Well said, yeah. It's interesting. People always say, like, no one's ever going to get fired about buying IBM or SAP, right, or the larger products mm-hmm. out there. Instead of the fear-based perspective, I like to kind of flip it on its head and saying, you know, buying Slack, buying Procore, buying these best of breed technologies can be a career making move for you, right? Not a career break you, right? And it sounds like you have a lot of experience, you know, not only enabling your internal reps and BDRs and solution engineers, but also enabling the customers. How did you learn that? I'm so curious. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot of time talking to customers and really finding a, a champion in that organization that they're gung ho about change for a reason. It could be because they see a problem, they're a see hole, fill hole, see problem, solve problem person, or because they, they really truly care about the state of, of the, the conditions of work for their team around them. 
they want to be a person to invoke a positive change within their organization, and they're willing to be on the table for your product if they feel like that product helps solve that problem for them. So it's cultivating that true champion and those organizations who, you know, are not looking to buy or not buy a solution based on if it'll get them fired or not. It's about how they're able to improve the, the standard of life or the way of working uh, for, their, for, their, for their colleagues and for themselves. Another worthy, frameable quote right there, right? It's how do we elevate the experience, not only for ourselves, but for everybody around us, right? So tell me about a moment in your career where maybe you had an aha moment um, that changed your entire trajectory of your career. Maybe it was a good aha moment. Maybe it was a bad aha moment. Any tips you would give to listeners who are probably in awe of you, just like I'm in awe of you, Darius. And they're like, how did Darius get to where he is today? What were those like moments that made your career? Sure. Um, the moments that made my career was like more of a candid conversation with a couple of my mentors about what level of problem that I'm looking to solve, because we rise to the level of the problems that we're able to solve within the organization. And that's what pushed me towards a CI role, because I saw so much of CI being a crossroads between how we talk about our product and marketing, how we talk about uh, the sales process and sales enablement, uh, how we develop our product, what is our M&A strategy, like so much of our idea of the, of the direction that we're going into is predicated on what we know about the competitive landscape. And I have a, a stern belief in what Procore is doing and what we're doing within the industry, so much so that I wanted to have more of an active impact of getting us to the, to the trajectory that we really want to be on. And that is really what drove me to the role, uh, really what drove me to this function as a whole, because it gives you a, a chance to have a pulse on your organization and also have a positive impact on the direction that you go. And there's very few things in life that are more fulfilling than feeling like, hey, I've, I've actively impacted uh, the way that my organization is, is, is being able to work and being able to win. Like that's a really, really fulfilling, uh, really fulfilling feeling. Yeah, I'm so glad that you've made it and that you've experienced that. And I know the listeners would agree with me that you have absolutely made it to the boardroom, right? You've influenced all of those things <laughs> right? from whether you can share them or not. I, that's my gut feeling that you're definitely <laughs> going to in the future of Procore. I'd definitely love to, uh, love to think so. I've had a lot of support for so many of my mentors and colleagues over the years who they were also a part of why I decided to uh, join the CI world because they felt like I had a, a I definitely had a, a passion for it yeah. and a conviction around winning because I'm a really competitive guy and a big nerd. So that's a great combination of, of, of attributes to have to be in CI. And uh, for those out there, you know, Darius and I both are big athletes, big nerds. But to Darius's perspective, he's that puzzle maker who's been able to work on the micro tactical level, but also elevate that to the strategic macro bigger puzzle uh, level. And I know Darius would be open uh, to continuing the conversation with anybody who's interested. He was so open to this podcast and I couldn't be more grateful for him for joining us today. But Darius, before I sign off, before we let you go, what is one thing, maybe non-work related, that you could give hmm. a 30-minute presentation on? Anything in the world. What would Darius <laughs> not show? What would it be on? Oh, oh man, that's a bunch of things. Um, like I said, I'm a big nerd uh, for all things, especially sports. It's probably sports trivia, uh, literature. I'm an avid reader. Uh, I'm an absolute ringer when it comes to trivia nights. So if anybody wants me to uh, pitch hint on our team for a trivia night, more than happy to do that. But I'd say history, literature, and sports, 
ad nauseum TED talk, give me 30 minutes on whatever topic within those three areas. And I absolutely would love to do it. I love it. I love it. What I want is a playlist. I want you to cover everything in like 10 minutes each, a 30 minute TED talk, 10 minutes each. <laughs> and then invite you to, to trivia night. Anytime anybody's in Seattle, hit up, hit up Darius and, uh, just so grateful, Darius, for all your insight, for your story shared, for uh, being open um, about your career and compete. Any last words or anything else that you want to leave our listeners with today before we log off? Yeah, uh, I would say, you know, focus on what you do extremely well, double down on that and, and be a real beacon for confidence for those who you get to impact every day. Uh, because at the end of the day, the things that you put together the battle cards, the trainings, the campaigns, those are the things that are, are impacting people's livelihoods and their ability to really drive their own success, but also the ability for your customers to see the value in your product. I'll drop the mic. I think that's uh, see you later, Darius. Thanks so much again and talk soon, everybody. Bye.